gentlemen, this is Under the Streetlight, a casual podcast about everyday people, the ones who really make this world absolutely amazing. And before I bring in our guest tonight, I do want to make some quick announcements that, uh, as I've mentioned before, we do have merch available, and uh, the link for that is down in the description below. Uh, you can get yourself a hat, t-shirt, hoodie, whatever. And uh, if you haven't already, be sure to hit that subscribe, like, follow, and share, and help this uh, help this podcast be something that you know everybody can enjoy and you know, let more more people know about it. And if you yourself have a story, or if you have uh, a dream that you're chasing and you'd like to inspire somebody, uh, you can reach out to me on our Facebook page or get a hold of me at under the streetlight podcast at gmail.com. Um, so tonight's guest, uh, I've, I've had a chance to talk to him a little bit before the show, and um, we got some really good things to talk about. Uh, he's got his own business. So if you're looking to start a business, uh, this is definitely a show that you want to get into. If you're looking to learn more about cannabis, again, this is a show you want to follow and watch. Uh, if you get the chance, you know, share this out and let other people know. And without any further ado, let's bring in our guest. Master Rochi of Master Rochi's Garden. How are you? <laughs> I, I am peachy keen, my friend. How are you this evening? Well, I'm uh, a little warm. You know, we're kind of had some uh, unexpected uh, mugginess come in our way, but, you know, we plugged through it. Right on. Uh, where out of Minnesota are you? Uh, I am actually in a small town called Elk River, just a little north of Minneapolis. Right and uh, yeah, Minnesota, you know, our license plates say land of 10,000 lakes, but we actually have over 11,000. <laughs> right on. I've been yeah. up there. I love Minnesota. In, yeah, it, it, in the summertime. <laughs> yeah. Yes, for sure. I mean, it's been, uh, there's been some time where we've had winters where, um, Late at night, it gets down to like negative 45. And yeah, that, it, that's one of those uh, situations where you kind of walk outside and, you know, you look around and you see all this beautiful snow. But as soon as that first blast of wind hits you, you're like, my face hurts. Why do I live where my face hurts? <laughs> I, I can relate. Yeah, I've, I've, I've lived up north and, and traveled up north during the, during the winter and, uh, Indiana's bad enough, my friend. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine going through a whole winter in Minnesota. Yeah, it, it can get pretty brutal. Um, but, you know, like I said, you know, you're Master Rochi of Master Rochi Garden. I mean, how, how did that whole venture start out for you? Well, I've been a I've been a, a, a gorilla cannabis grower or was for for years, and my dream was kind of to uh, to have a high end craft cannabis, kind of like your high end uh, bourbons and and other mm -hmm. things. That's what I really wanted to do. But also being a resident of Indiana, I knew that that's probably not going to happen. Uh, I was, I'm an herbalist, and I, I got very interested in uh, natural remedies uh, when I was young. And I was always told that, uh, you know, forget about that stuff. It, you know, it's fun for yeah. gifts, friends and family, but you're, you're never going to make a living at it. Well, CBD started to hit, and I started to do some investigations in, into CBD. I, w I was curious and found right. that it... Uh, it, it mirrored a lot of the stuff that I was doing as an herbalist w with even uh, better impact. So uh, we kind of started throwing the idea around about starting a company. As far as the Master Rochi thing, uh, <laughs> I, I was working with a, a, a bunch of younger guys. And I had never heard of Dragon Ball Z or, or anything, but they, right. they started uh, mentioning me as Master Rochi because... Well, I usually wear my sunglasses. Uh, you know, I, I have a bald head. This is the kind of shirts I wear, and I'm usually in, in sandals or something. So they, they would always snicker. Well, one night we were out at, around a fire and partaking. I'm saying, no, 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 no. 
because this by this time I'd figured out who this guy was. <laughs> said, we we got to change this. It's Master Rochi, and right. uh, that's where the name came from. Uh, we put this together about two years ago, and we're just uh, just beginning to get through that uh, that nasty startup uh, early startup phase. Right. Now, when you started, when you, when you first started looking into starting up, uh, what were some of the hurdles that you were looking at? You know, and, and you looked at me like, "Holy shit, good thing!" You know, this could be more work than I thought. Right off the bat, we couldn't find a bank to work with. Mm. I mean, we were turned down by, I think, four banks before one would agree to allow us to open a checking account, right. uh, the business checking account. So, you know, that was that was the first hurdle. Uh, and then, uh, you know, you think, well, you know, I've got plenty of money put back to, to start this, uh, start this. Well, whatever amount you think you need, triple it. Uh, right. And, you know, plan on a plan on a lot of long unpaid hours. I mean, I'm still working a day job to support this business. We're, we're starting to gain traction. People love our products. We're going to Canna, Canna Fest and music festivals and setting up. And, and, you know, the feedback that we're getting is generating, a, you know, more and more sales. It's, it's right. getting the name out there. And thank you for having me on. <laughs> Oh, no problem. I mean, <clears throat> you know, I myself used to be a paranormal investigator and I've had four paranormal shows and, you know, after a while I just, and I kind of got burnt out on it and I, I've thought about everybody, everybody that I've met, you know, musicians, artists, um, some of my close friends that have successful businesses and successful careers in other areas. And I was like, you know, I should probably start a show and reach out to all these people that are chasing their dreams. Um, because uh, me personally, I get tired of watching the news about elite and A-listers and all that. And not that there's a problem with them, but I feel like a lot of them kind of forgot where they came from. They forgot the struggle. Uh, so I look for people like you and, you know, my last night guest, heavy on the heart, you know, I, I look for them because they're still down at the point where they can inspire people and be like, you know what, if they're doing it, I can do it too. Uh, and when I saw that you reached out to me, you know, and I, like I said, I checked out your, your website, I checked out your YouTube channel, uh, your Facebook, and I saw the product that you have. And I was like, you know, yeah, I could definitely get this guy on my show. Um, but I do appreciate you reaching out for sure. And I'm glad to have you here. Well, um, thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And so one of the things that I do know, kind of back to what you were saying with trying to find a bank. I do know that a lot of banks are steering away from it just because um, while states may be legalizing cannabis, marijuana, recreational, medicinal, whatever, they may be legalizing it on a state level, but there's still a lot of gray areas on a federal level. So there's that concern of, you know, uh, violating some obscure nonsense federal law that shouldn't even be in place. And that could really cause a problem for them. Right. And, and that's part of the that was part of the issue. The bank just wasn't set up to meet the regulatory compliance that right. would be required because we are. I mean, everything that we do is legal under the 2018 Farm Act. Mm -hmm. So we're in total uh, federal compliance uh, with everything we do. We have our, our certificate of analysis up on our website so people can actually see the breakdown of our products. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, we want to we want to be above board. In fact, we have some new ones we need to get up there. But, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you know, there's all kinds of hurdles when you start getting into the CBD and cannabis business. Um, here in Indiana is a lot of uh, a, a lot of what's needed is education because they have watched this, you know, the propaganda and heard, you know, such negative mm -hmm. connotations for so many years yeah. that they're kind of scratching their heads. Wait a minute. How come this stuff's becoming legal? You know, it's, uh, you know, it's a stepping stone drug. It's, uh, you know, it's your, your kids are going to live in the basement for the rest of their lives and not, uh, not get a job if they, if they yeah. smoke this stuff. So it's, it's educating and, uh, 
changing the 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 stigma, changing the stereotype, right. normalizing is what we're working on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. You know, I heard that whole spiel at the gateway drug all my childhood, and I can honestly say, at least for me, uh, marijuana was not a gateway drug. What got me into other drug was the idea that I felt that I was lied to because, you know, when you grow up with programs like dare, they're like, you know, if you're going to do a drug, you're hooked after the first try, you'll die after the first try, all this nothing. And the first time I got high, I was like, I don't feel addicted. I don't feel like I need to do this. I'm still alive. They're pulling my leg here. And that's what led to all these other drugs. Cause I was like, well, if they lied about marijuana, what else would they lie about? Right. Um, so yeah, I definitely call bullshit on the whole uh, gateway drug. Uh, it certainly well, can be a problem, but what is it's it's funny is cannabis is now being used to help people get off of pharmaceutical opiates. Mm-hmm. It's helping people uh, get out of the alcohol alcoholism cycle. Um, it, yep. It's amazing what what this is doing and how many people it's helping. And we're not even still allowed to really research it. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's just, it's just crazy. You know, right. we're, we're getting all this research from uh, a lot of it from Israel because they were about the only con- country back in the day that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, would go close to this, but they're putting out some amazing research. There's more research being done on the different cannabinoids, the, the CBD, CBC, CBNs, um, mm-hmm. and, and some really interesting stuff that's coming out, uh, on those also. Yeah. And I remember, uh, reading something uh, that you sent me, uh, and, and I definitely in full support of this, uh, the help that it provides for veterans, especially those who have PTSD. Yeah. I have a friend of mine, he was a medic in Iraq and he did two tours over there and the horror stories he told me. Unfortunately, he, you know, he can't smoke it, but I've always been like, you know, you ever thought about maybe doing some oils or edibles? You know, I mean, what have been yeah. your experience with all that? Uh, what, with the army or with uh, oils and edibles and smoking? <laughs> uh, <laughs> all of it. I mean, you know, it, uh, uh, you know, I, uh, uh, when I got out of the, out of the army, um, I was really messed up in the head for, mm-hmm. for years. Uh, drank heavily, did all kinds of, uh, uh, of drugs. And, uh, you know, I was, a I was a mess and, right. you know, cannabis, uh, cannabis and honestly, uh, mushrooms were the, the two things that really have, mm. have helped me, uh, you know, cannabis first, uh, you know, mushrooms later on. But, uh, you know, I think that, uh, edibles, Edibles are wonderful compared to smoking, but they hit you differently and they can hit you yes. unexpected. And like you mentioned when we were talking uh, earlier, uh, if you have a, a meal high in fat, it could amplify yeah. the effects <laughs> of, uh, yeah. uh, of your edibles. So uh, you've you know, got to be careful. Now, taking uh, oils under the tongue or tinnitures, you kind of get the best of both worlds. It uh, it uh, goes directly into the bloodstream. So you feel the mm-hmm. effects within five to 10 minutes. Uh, now, if you, if you swallow it, it'll act more uh, like an edible and it'll come on uh, a little bit later, but still faster than what an edible will. And the other thing is with the oils and the droppers, you can kind of control your dose a little bit easier than trying right. to get the mate. Uh, the size of the edible to eat or comparing milligrams because, you know, this edible is different than this one. So how much mm-hmm. you, uh, it, it takes a lot of that out of the equation. And for people that can't smoke or don't want to smoke, uh, I think it's a good alternative. Right. Yeah. I do know that uh, the difference between smoking and ingesting is that the THC uh, becomes a different chemical compound once it reacts with the acid in the stomach. And that's where it begins to affect the body differently. Yeah, uh, when you when you do an edible, it has to be processed through the liver. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And so that's why it takes longer. That's uh, that's why it'll hit you a little bit differently, because with smoking and taking it sublingually, uh, you you bypass the the liver, so it gets right. into your system uh, system quicker. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. No. You said that uh, you know you have a podcast and your daughter at the coho. Yes. Yes, we do. And uh, it's uh, Monday nights with Master Rochi and Queen Kate. And that comes on 730 Eastern time. And we stream on Facebook, uh, Rumble, YouTube, Twitch. And then Thursday night vibes, which is nine o'clock Eastern on the, the same the same channels. But we do. Uh, we talk kind of about this. We talk about some new age stuff. We're doing a little thing on auras and chakras this month. Uh, we've talked okay. about why. Uh, like or why and how cannabis became illegal on the Monday night show. We have people from across the industry from bio, uh, uh, you know, not biodegradable compostable plastics to use dinners uh, to musicians. Uh, We try to also introduce new music and new musicians uh, to our audience. Uh, We just went to a music festival last weekend and have a, two or three artists we met there that we want to you know, help get their music out. Right. Now, you know, I, I just kind of wanted to, you know, let people know about your podcast. Cause like I said, I've caught a couple of episodes and, you know, I thought they were uh, very enjoyable and entertaining to watch as well as, you know, some things that you can learn. Um, right. We, we now, try to, you know, we try to be entertaining, but we also try to, to be informative and further the mm-hmm. conversation. We love taking comments and questions from our from our viewers uh, and right. encourage them to get in on the conversation and further it along. Right. Now, back to Master Roshi Garden. Um, when you first started out, I assume you didn't have very many people uh, working for you or the poor system. Um, how difficult was it trying to do all these things, uh, which is you and uh, your daughter or, you know, a handful of people? Well, uh, the the company is still primarily four people. And that's okay. uh, myself, my wife, my daughter, and our, our partner, Tony. Uh, Tony takes care of, uh, of all of the... Uh, internet computer things like our, mm. our payment processors yeah, yeah. and our Spotify or not our Spotify, our Shopify and, and our website. He, he's the, he's the genius behind the scenes. Right. And then, uh, uh, Caitlin is my, my co-host and, and daughter. And she, uh, you know, we all kind of work together. It's still, uh, it's still a, a small family, uh, veteran owned business. Right. Now, where where did the whole idea for uh, doing the whole CBD come? I mean, what, was that something that you had thought about doing? Or, I mean, I know that you said that you were a grower and that you kind of branched into the CBD, but why CBD specifically? Why? Because I saw early on, number one, the health benefits of, of mm-hmm. full spectrum CBD. But then I thought that, you know what, if we take our regular full spectrum CBD and we add some additional cannabinoids like our uh, our golden medley, it has CBD and then CBDA and CBG added. So that's kind of our anti-inflammation blend. It's made for, for gamers or for uh, students or, or professionals right. who have to sit at a desk and concentrate for a long period of time. It helps you from getting stiff and it helps you focus uh, at the same time. Uh, we're still one of the first companies that are doing the cannabinoid blends with the full spectrum CBD. But I just oh, saw okay. yeah, uh, some of the, the wonderful uh, aspects of this. And then we have our, our beard oil, which is uh, a, a big, big seller for us. And what happened was my wife kept buying me beard oil and I never liked anything she bought me. Right. And 
we were reordering bottles for our CBD oil, and I ordered 750 of the wrong size bottles. <laughs> <laughs> and it was going to cost more to send them back uh, than it was to purchase them. And it's like, well, what in the hell are we going to do with this? So we kicked around some ideas, and it was my, my wife's idea. She said, why don't we make our own beard oil? She said, you'll be able to make the beard oil that you want. And I said, excellent. So uh, our, our beard oil and our ambrosian nights of uh, uh, sleep tinted or oil are our two biggest sellers. We, our beard oil comes in a dog shampa and okay. a oak moss and amber uh, scent. But it's, uh, it's very simple and it's, it's hemp seed based. Uh, this this stuff is super light. It doesn't build up. It gets rid of the the itching, the dryness. Uh, okay. And and our our blend is uh, as close as you're going to get to natural oils. So it's readily mm. uh, we call it beard oil. People use it for their 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 hair, uh, for their beards, for their skin. I use it after I shave my head to remoisturize my my scalp. Right. Uh, so yeah, we just call it beard oil, but it's good for a lot of stuff. So how how many iterations did you go through before you finally got the recipe down to where you wanted it? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I can uh, imagine you know you got through quite a few of them. Yeah, a, a lot of a, a lot of blending and and testing uh, because we were using a couple different oils, and right. and then also we were adding essential oils for the scent. So we didn't want it overpowering, but we didn't want it too light. So to mm -hmm. find that balance where, uh, you know, it smells good close up, but it doesn't interfere if somebody wears cologne or aftershave. Right. Uh, so we, we looked at a lot of different factors when we were, we were designing the beard oil. Right. Now, you and I were talking a little bit ago about the history of, you know, how marijuana became illegal, even though. Uh, as we mentioned back in the 30s, it was legal for a long time up to that point. Oh, certainly, certainly. And, it, you, you know, know, this is part of history that's that's not taught. Uh, right, absolutely. You know, the, the propaganda kicked in. But in 1935, and this is two years before the, the Stamp Act that, uh, mm -hmm. that ended cannabis and hemp, uh, Popular Mechanics came out talking about the hemp revolution and the next billion dollar. Now, this is in 1937, next billion dollar industry, because they had finally found a way to uh, inexpensively separate the hemp fibers. That was yeah. what the big cost and the drawback of hemp was, the difficulty of, of separating the fibers. Right. Everybody knew. I mean, Henry Ford built a car, uh, car panels out of hemp uh, mm -hmm. back at that time. And he even had a engine that ran on hemp oil. So, I mean, these people are not the fringe individuals. And they were talking about, you know, they knew at that time how bad, uh, how much pollution uh, processing paper caused. Oh, yeah. and, and they recognized that hemp could be a very clean alternative. We wouldn't be, you know, destroying our, our forests and our trees. It could be uh, planted in a, uh, a cycle with other crops, a rotation. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it, it just offered so much. And there's a lot of people are investing big money into new technology for hemp uh, itself. Right. Yeah. I remember reading um, one of the, uh, bigger opponent of cannabis was a, a guy who owned a paper company. You know, we, we, we talked about this earlier. He stood to lose billions of dollars because he's already got that all this land has got all these trees. He's got all these people that are supposed to cut it down. And if that all goes away, all that investment is gone. Yep. But the hemp, you know, like you said, hemp can be grown in cycles. Hemp has probably one of the fastest, uh, seed to plant time period. I mean, it, so, I mean, if you clear out a whole field of hemp to make paper, you plant <laughs> it over again, it doesn't take long for that to grow back. Where a trees, you got to wait years, sometimes even decades. It, it takes 20 years of four acres of trees 
to produce, I believe, what one acre in a year of hemp produces. Exactly. So, so yeah, that blew me away when I first read about that. And I seen diagrammed of one of the machines that they had come up, mentioned in Popular Mechanic or Popular Science. And, you know, the idea that you could have a simplified technology working with completely organic material that is completely environmentally safe, you know, I can see why that would upset a lot of big companies. Right. And the mm -hmm. other thing is anything that a petrochemical can do, hemp can do. Anything yeah. that is a, a petrochemical product, all of your plastics, hemp can do the same thing. You know, and we have the technology to do this, and some companies are starting to, but they're up against, you know, big money, huge corporations, mm -hmm. and you know these these people will buy them out for just ungodly sums just to keep the technology and the products out of the market. Absolutely, and that's that's an issue. Yeah, it certainly is, and you know. I, I, I forget which state it was, but I remember reading about a state that, uh, you know, legal, I think it was, I know it's one of the West Coast states, but they started throwing out the number, not just how much money they could make off of a legal industry, but the number of jobs that it created, uh, the number of opportunities for people to branch out into other areas. Uh, and like you mentioned, alternative for like oil and even uh, biofuel. Oh, yeah. And concrete. They're making hempcrete. Yep. I mean, yeah, you know, it's it's amazing if, if people would just let this industry loose. You know, we're talking about, you know, you know, we, we need to, you know, stop climate change. Hemp can stop climate change. I'm, you know, instead mm -hmm. of electric vehicles and banning stoves and, you know, windmills and all kinds of crazy stuff, you start planting hemp. It, it, it helps purify the soil. They're using hemp in Chernobyl to help pull the radio uh, radiation out of the soil. And it doesn't huh. affect the hemp fibers. You can still, you know, process those fibers after, after they've been cleaned. So, huh. you know, uh, you know, you could use this where the super fund, where we need to go in and clean up uh, hazardous sites or, uh, you know, derelict mining sites, plant right. acres of hemp. It helps restore the soil. It, it's, it, it's an amazing plant. That's why humans have been using it for 6,000 years. Yeah, there is, uh, between that and I forget which species of isopod that says, but there's a certain type of isopod that uh, they look like armored bug, but they'll actually eat the toxic metal poisoning out of the ground as well. Right. And so the idea that, you know, if you put those two together, and like you mentioned, old mining town or old mine sites, I mean, I, I, I can't even imagine the kind of turnaround that place would experience ecologically, right. environmentally, financially, even because right. the amount of money they spend to clean up these areas the traditional way, with you know adding more chemicals into the uh, into the ground or you know more pollution because they have to use other machinery which doesn't do anything really. Right. So yeah, yeah. it it does blow me away that they would much rather use a dirty system rather than a clean one. There's no money in a clean system. There's no money right. in just, you know, throwing seeds out and letting Mother Nature, you know, heal herself. Right. Uh, nobody's going to get rich off of that. Right. You know, yeah. That, uh, that, that's always going to be a point that, you know, so many people are missing. Uh, which is one reason why I'm glad to have people like you on the show to be able to talk about this, because hopefully, you know, like you mentioned, with education, if we can just get people to just stop taking mainstream media or, you know, the, the the common narrative, stop buying all that stuff and actually do the research themselves, look at other sources and, and see where, you know, what's happening with it in other places, not just in the U.S., but around the world. 
Oh, certainly. Certainly. And, you know, the development of this technology could change. I mean, it could really, really give the, the U.S. a shot in the arm. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, they're making hemp batteries. I mean, the, the, every, <laughs> there's just more and more uses coming out of out of hemp than you know, I think anybody would have ever expected. Right. That you're, you're getting these uh, these really smart people that are doing some of this development. And again, you know, cheap, easy, economical and uh, ecologically healthy alternative right. to what we're doing. And I just I, well, I know why we're not. Again, it's it's all about money, power and greed. Right. Absolutely. Now, you said that your company has only been around for two years, so you basically started up right in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, wonderful timing. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, how did that affect you with trying to start a business? You know, the world has just basically locked the shit and gone half mad over a virus. Well, you know, um, it was it was just one of those. What really spurred it is I had a a fire at my office and mm. it was in, in front of the, a butt can had caught the side of the front of the building on fire. Oh, there okay. was only one exit. And I was in my office with my door open and I could see and smell the smoke. And I've been in the bathroom or, you know, a, a different office. I probably wouldn't have seen it. And thank God we also had a large fire extinguisher at right. that but I opened up that door and could see nothing but flames. Uh, I had, I, I used the fire extinguisher. I got out, it, it, you know, no harm to me. It, it was just pretty much superficial damage with uh, the siding and stuff. So no real structural damage. So very, very lucky. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that made me stop and think, you know, I have screwed around and I've done, a, I've done a lot of different things and I've enjoyed it. And I thought, you know, if, if there's one time that this is, is something I'm passionate about, you know, this is going to be the the only time that this is going to come around and I better get off my, my ass and, you know, do this. Right. So it, that's the two, the two big factors is they always say, do something you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been passionate about hemp and cannabis, you know, since the mid eighties, uh, I was handing out little trifle normal uh, pamphlets to people <laughs> on the street, right? Uh, you know, way back when uh, Jack Herrera's book, uh, you know, the, the Emperor Wears No Clothes, uh, just really hit me hard. And after that, I've just I've just been an advocate, and it's it's like, you know, I I know this from the the herbalist background. And I know this stuff from being a, uh, you know, a cannabis supporter. And now I'm learning about the, the, the CBD, uh, the time is now. And, and right. that's, that's what we did. And we just kind of, kind of started this. We've all, we've been completely self-funded. We don't have any investors. Uh, you know, this is a true mom and mom and pop operation. Right. Now, as you start, you know, in the two years, was there ever a time when you started to think, you know, man, I don't know if I can make this work. <laughs> did, did you ever have those dark times? Oh, yes. Yes. I would uh, I would go from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows. Uh, and that could be in a day. I, I mean, running a, trying to run a business and start it. Um, you know, you talk to people and, you know, they say, oh, yes, we want to work with you. And you get so excited and you you never hear from them again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, yeah. you know, s- several false starts, um, you know, and be, just being impatient, you know, that's, that's the big thing. You put all this time and this effort in and nothing's happening, nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you get a little something and then nothing. And then a little something and it's the little something start coming a little closer together. Right. And, that's when, uh, you know, you, you start getting hope again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of where we are. And yeah, I wanted to stop the, uh, we were only doing one show, uh, the Thursday night vibes. 
and we had been doing it for like a year and a half. Uh, and I told him, I said, you know, I think I'm done with this. Nobody's paying any attention. Uh, you know, I want to I, I want to quit. We'll do a few more shows, wrap it up. And, you know, it was worth a try. And my wife and daughter said, oh, no, 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 don't. And like a week or two later, we got something from Facebook that was, you know, showing right. us that. So instead of quitting, we added another show. Uh, our good friends, uh, Ash and, and Dreadful from uh, Grofam Homestead uh, okay. got in touch with me and said, hey, would you like to do a Monday night show uh, kind of for our our group? And I said, well, certainly. Why not? <laughs> and, right. and, uh, we've been, been doing that. And they are wonderful people, great community, a huge community of growers. Uh, and uh, artists, and just a just a great can of family, right? <coughs> oh, excuse me. No problem. So you know, when yeah, a lot of times, uh, and, and I throw myself in this uh, as well because I've I've been there. You know, when you try to do something that you're passionate about, and you hit those bumps, you hit those dark spots, and when you're by yourself, you know, your family, they're either away at work or they're away at school or, you know, they're doing something and you're by yourself. What's the one thing that you would tell people to help them get themselves out of those dark places? If they're by themselves, what would you tell them? You know, you've got, you can't be a slave to your past or to your present. The only thing that you can do is manipulate your future. Right. When you put positive thoughts and you keep that your eye on the future, what's behind you is behind you. It doesn't matter. It, you know, nothing you can do about it. You got to move past that. Your present is either the good future that you have, you know, manifested, or it's the, the future that you just rolled the dice on. Right. So, you know, that's what that's what keeps me going is I focus on the future, whether it's an hour, a day, a week, five years, 10 years. But I know where I want to be. I focus my mind and I, I do what I have to do to get there. Right. So let's talk about your product. Certainly. Love to talk about that. I mean, tell everybody what you got, you know, I mean, uh, first thing I do want to ask, I know that uh, some companies, uh, when they do what they call a cold press, um, and a lot of them will use olive oil. Is that something you do? I mean, do you cold press with olive oil or? Oh, no, this is uh, our, our beard oil, which is, uh, is that if I can, yeah, my camera is not real clear tonight. I don't know why. Now we use cold pressed hemp seed oil. Okay, uh, okay. But it's it's pressed in the same manner that olive oil would be. So okay. And, and this is a uh, our two cents is nag champa and oak moss and amber. We just introduced our muscle and joint CBD cream, and this is really go. concentrated. This is fifteen hundred milligrams and one hundred milliliters. Uh, this doesn't work like Icy Hot or Bengay or probably anything else most people have ever used. There's a little menthol. We're going to add more menthol to it on the, our next run. Uh, but I think you you said you tried some CBD cream and it uh, worked out real well for you. It did. It did. It did. Uh, I have fractured cartilage along with ligament and tendon damage. It's an old uh, work injury. And... Uh, I was in Vegas to catch my sister's wedding, and we just happened to stop by a uh, dispensary, and we told the guy what I was going through because not only that, but I also have a, a hole in my uh, left eye, a macular hole, so I get ocular headache. Uh, I have a shoulder that sustained two major injuries, so wow. that's all messed up. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I've got a laundry list of things that's wrong with me. So we were talking to this guy, and he said, you know, I got something for that knee, and he pulled out this salve or this cream, and 
put a little bit on my knee. And he said, and he said this is all you need. You don't need much. Just a little bit. And yeah, within like 15 minutes, I was able to walk without a limp. It was that fast. It, it, it's, it's pretty amazing. And then mm -hmm. we have our, our, our full spectrum CBD oils. Now, what a full spectrum is, is it still retains THC, 0.03%. Uh, that's the, the federal guidelines. Mm -hmm. now, you'll hear a broad spectrum. It doesn't contain THC. You want the full spectrum because of the entourage effect. Not only do we okay. have the full spectrum CBD, but like our Ambrosia Nights, and this is our, our best-selling uh, oil. Okay. This is our sleep, our sleep aid. Because melatonin will build up in your system, and eventually yeah. it doesn't work. And dipahydrobenadryl mm -hmm. can cause uh, cognitive issues later on. Yeah. Ours is a full-spectrum CBD with CBN uh, in it and a little bit of Delta-8 to help relax the mind and the body before bed. This works naturally with your endocannabinoid system. And CBN, when you go to sleep, will help you get into that deep, restful, and restorative sleep. Uh, right. This is, uh, along with our beard oil, this is our, our number one uh, oil. We also have uh, three other oils. We have our golden medley, which is CBD, full spectrum, CBDA, and CBG. This is an anti-inflammatory and focus-based oil. It's mm -hmm. really geared to, uh, to gamers, uh, students, uh, professionals who have to spend a long, long time sitting and uh, concentrating. So this right. helps reduce the inflammation uh, of that, and it helps with the focus. But we've also found that uh, people have gotten all kinds of different uh, reliefs from this, uh, some unexpected. But it's, right. a, it's a good oil. And then we have our regular uh, full-spectrum CBD. And our last one is Groovy Days. And this is our anti-stress and anxiety blend. Uh, and it's based in a full-spectrum CBD with Delta-8. And this will be our last last run of the THCO. We're doing away with that. Um, okay. I think we're going to do a Delta-8, Delta-9 blend. Right. But it, it gives you basically this one-to-one -one, uh, THC to CBD blend. And it's made to just help you deal with the everyday stress and anxiety. It's not meant to get you high. It will if you if you take over the recommended dose. Right. But, you know, this is just enough to make you go, huh, and be able to breathe and 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 deal with things not high just a little uh, stress and anxiety relief right now <clears throat> one of the things that you know and i've heard you uh say some of these uh, i hear a lot of people talk about you know cbd cbg cba uh, i mean what are all these uh compounds uh, what is it that separates them Oh, wow. Well, we're still trying to figure a lot of that out. Uh, right. Uh, you know, it, well, it's the, the different molecular structures of them. But mm. as far as effects, there's over uh, over 150, I think close to 200 different cannabinoids in the, uh, the hemp and, and cannabis plant. And we are just beginning to explore uh, the benefits of each one of these. Right. This, this has really only been in, in the forefront for maybe the last 15 years. I mean, right. I mean, it's still very, very, very new. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I read the different studies and uh, they're always, they always end with more studies are needed. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever study I read. But right. CBC looks like it's going to be a, a big thing coming up as far as some pain relief. And mm -hmm. we're looking to incorporate that in a, in a new oil. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I, we could spend uh, we could pro spend probably two hours <laughs> breaking, these, <laughs> breaking these down. And then on top of that, you have the terpenes that yeah. the, the cannabis plant. Now, 
there's a lot of other plants out there that ha have terpenes. Cannabis just happens to have some of the same. Uh, and mm -hmm. we're finding out that some of these terpenes are just as important as far as uh, uh, medicinal effects as the cannabinoids. Right. So, so we've just, you know, doubled our, our area of uh, places to pull different uh, compounds from. Right. It, it's going to get really interesting as there's more money and time and study that goes into this. For sure. You know, and uh, it, it, one thing that I always thought was so strange was for as long as it's been around, for as long as we've been using it, the fact that it is still so understudied, it it's almost criminal. I mean, you would think that for something that could help people, you know, it, it, it may not make much money on it, but it's still something that could be very profitable. Um, where do you see the industry heading when it, you know, in relation to having to compete with, uh, you know, big pharma? Well, every time a state goes legal, big pharma loses millions of dollars. Now, I mean, they can afford to lose it because right. all of a sudden, you know, people are saying, I don't need this, this, this poison, this crap anymore. You know, right. The, the cannabis is doing, uh, doing what it needs to do without giving me all of the side effects, which I need more medication for to battle the side effects of the first medication yeah. and so on and so forth. So now you're taking, you know, it started off with one pill and now you're taking six, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so it, it's going to, it's going to take a blow to big pharma. This is uh, one of the, one of the things that they're going to try to do is they are going to try to manipulate the law where in order to extract the CBD and these other cannabinoids that you must be in a licensed you know laboratory that only they can happen to afford mm -hmm. uh, and kind of corner the market on the processing of the cannabinoids that's where I think they're going to try to dig in because they can't make money off of a plant, right. but they can, they can make money off of processing that plant. Right. Which, you know, even with that being the case, I, I find it just odd that they wouldn't even try to go that route right off the bat, you know, and instead of being like, okay, well, here, what we're going to do, we're going to, we're going to take control of the process. You can make it legal all you want, but we want to control the process. Instead of going that route, they're still fighting tooth and nail. No, keep it illegal. Yeah, which is stupid. Oh yeah, yeah, because it's gonna it's gonna cut into uh, you know to their their prof profits. They're never gonna be able to make up the profits of losing all the medication to processing. Well, yeah, for mean, sure. I mean, if if you look at the COVID case and. Uh, what one thing that just shocked me was I think it was uh, 2021 or 2022. Uh, but there was one year where uh, I think it was Pfizer alone made $33 billion in profit, which okay. is more than double what the inter uh, the music industry did because the music industry only did 12 billion. So, I mean, yeah, it, and the artists get about a million of that 12 billion. Yeah. And it's just, you know, of course, you know, I'll have to save that this whole bit about COVID conspiracy for one of my other shows. But um, <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a million ways you can go with that. But, right. you know, the idea that we as a people are putting way too much faith in a company that is strictly profit-driven. It has nothing to do with helping people. It has nothing to do with improving the quality of life. And, you know, I mean, nothing against my doctor. I, I totally respect her, and I appreciate everything she's done. But she is educated in a modern Western medicine. And she prescribed things to me. And the last thing she prescribed to me almost put me six feet under. Wow. You know, and it was supposed to help control uh, my blood pressure. And uh, one of them was a uh, hydrochlorothorazide. I now have heart skip. 
as a result. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been off of it, and it's gotten better. Uh, I don't know if it'll go away completely. Uh, but I do find that edible helped me calm down and reduce the heart skip. Now, I'm not saying that edible fixed the heart skip, but it certainly does help me calm down and you know get, get you know get rid of my anxiety so that that pressure is not on my heart anymore. Right, right. And so, where I'm trying to figure out how to word this right? Where do you see people gaining the most benefit from when it comes to CBD? Oh wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have a ha- I have a bad habit of asking those hard questions. <laughs> I mean, because that's loaded. I mean, we've already seen where it has, you know, stopped or helped eliminate the, uh, infantile uh, febrile seizures or, or mm, epileptic yes. seizures in children. So, you know, that was the first breakthrough with uh, Charles Lab. That's how CBD became known since then you know it's a mood stabilizer so it's helping people with P, uh, ptsd it's an anti-inflammatory it's helping you know uh people uh, move easier it, it's uh i mean uh, there's just so many aspects and what i think that you're going to start seeing is more people coming in doing what we're doing and and that's taking some natural botanicals and herbs mm-hmm. and starting to to blend them with CBD and other uh, cannabinoids because that's what we're, we're going to start moving more into is not just uh, the cannabinoids by themselves, but we're going to be adding uh, botanicals and herbs in it and hopefully enhance the benefits of both of uh, both properties. So right. that's kind of where we're where we're going, but I see a, a lot of major uh, health breakthroughs in the in the medical area. I mean, right now, you know, the they won't even uh, the FDA won't even allow CBD be, to be mentioned as a supplement. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's yeah, you know, it, it's it's insane. But I look also for Delta-8, which is processed from hemp, to be more medicinal than uh, Delta-9. I think Delta-9 is going to stay mainly what we'd call recreational. Mm-hmm. But when you start seeing uh, more medicinal blends, I think you're going to see a lot of Delta-8 uh, worked in with that. It's kind of a THC light. Uh, it's easier to dose down and right. more stable. Now, you mentioned PTSD. How big, just based on what you've seen so far, how big of an improvement has this helped with veterans uh, dealing with PTSD? How, how, you know, how big of a help has CBD been for them? I think uh, from what I've seen and the veterans I've talked to, that uh, CBD uh, along with, uh, with cannabis uh, has been been very effective for most. Now you've got to realize uh, CBD and cannabinoids and, and cannabis products over the pharmaceuticals. One size doesn't fit all. So it's I don't of, mean to cut you off. Uh, can you go back a little bit and start that over? Could you kind of broke up for a second? Oh, certainly, certainly. Uh, yeah, our internet's given us issues. Uh, you can't treat uh, hemp uh, and cannabis, cannabinoids, um, the same like you can over-the-counter medication or pharmaceuticals. Right. Yeah, it's not a one pill fits all. You have to adjust this to what your body needs. Mm-hmm. I would say, you know, talk to a medical professional, uh, talk to a canna nurse or a canna doctor, and let them help you dial in, you know, what kind of oils are going to best suit you, the dosages, because, you know, these can also react with the medication you're taking. So okay. you know, yeah. be, be very careful before you start a CBD, a cannabis or any can, cannabinoid or, or for that matter, uh, herbal red regimen. 
Talk right. to a doctor, talk to a pharmacist to make sure that you're not going to get some drug interactions. Uh, it can right. be, these products can be amazing and very helpful if you take them uh, the, the right way. Right. Yeah, I've often, I've often wondered that, you know, myself, um, you know, how people can try to find the, the right balance between modern medicine and uh, alternative medicine. Um, you know, you mentioned mushroom earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that there are some people out there, they take what they call a hero dose, <laughs> which just enough to be able to get them hyper alert and focused, but not so much that they start having, you know, um, hallucinatory effect. Right. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of microdosing, where you really don't have any effects, so to speak. Right. Uh, it, it's just uh, mushrooms do some amazing things in the brain as far as neural pathways. Um, uh, and it's interesting because Western medicine is finally catching up to what alternative medicine and Eastern medicine have known for a long time. Western mm-hmm. medicine is finally being able to quantify and measure it and go, oh, hey, there is something to this. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's, it's hard to find a Western doctor that is open to uh, Eastern philosophy or alternative health uh, measures. Uh, uh, you know, and that's something that you almost have to navigate yourself or find an advocate to, right. that specializes in that to help you. So what are some of the questions that you would recommend people asking the doctor if they're interested in uh, CBD or any kind of hemp or cannabis-based uh, alternative? Well, the, the first thing uh, is that you may have to educate your doctor mm. because a, a lot of doctors just aren't up to date on some of the some of the new studies or, mm-hmm. or the ways it can help. So if you see something or read something that you think that uh, CBD or cannabis can help you in, I would encourage uh, you to do your research and take something to your doctor and say, look, this is what I found and present them with the information so they can research it themselves and talk to them and see if this is uh, a good fit for you. But right. you, you're going to have to educate, a lot of people are going to have to educate their doctors because they are still in the, in the 1980s uh, uh thought process. In fact, a lot of doctors out there didn't even study the endocannabinoid system when they were in medical school because it hadn't been uh, really discovered and uh, understood. So, you know, a lot of these doctors have no idea what you're talking about. All they've heard is what they've heard in the media. Right. And, you know, I mean, I myself have, uh, Reefer Madness, with the, the, a, an actual legit reproduction uh, from the original film. Uh, it's just been digitized to, you know, increase the quality. And I, all I could think was, holy shit. <laughs> I know. The government, I could not believe the government would spend all this money to create a movie that was just filled with so many blatant inaccuracies. And you know, like the uh, the one part where the, where the one person smoked weed and next thing you know they're jumping out of a window, like oh yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I also and and the, my next statement is, I want people to to be very aware that this is not my thought, not my opinion, but this was something that they actually said back then. But I remember hearing that. Uh, the mix between weed and cocaine would turn the African-American uh, men into serial rapists. I mean, how? Yeah. That's like one of the most unbelievable things I've heard about drugs. And just one, I mean, it's the most famous, but it's just one of the many uh, films out at that time. And the newspapers were filled with, uh, mm. with the same yep. propaganda. Uh, it was just, it was just terrible. 
which is you go ahead oh i was gonna say you put big business with big media and even in the 30s you know times haven't changed that much oh i know and and the one thing that i always that always kind of gets me is for as much as people say that they don't trust the government they sure put an awful lot of stock in what the government says when it comes to drugs yes they do yes they do but when you have the monopoly and you have the media and you have the advertising budget to, to do this is your brain and this is your brain on drugs campaign. I remember those, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it's it's hard. how do you battle that? And yeah. before the internet, you know, the, those grassroots efforts, especially in rural conservative communities, uh, that didn't go over very well. No. So as far as the internet and being able to help educate people and inform people, it, it's wonderful when it comes to these, uh, you know, these topics mm-hmm. and a lot of other topics too, that need to be, be brought out from the, the shadows. Right. Now, one thing, one more thing I do want to kind of touch on real quick. And I think this is probably um, one of the most relevant and crucial thing to talk about right now, especially with the way fentanyl, has been slowly uh, but surely taking root in America. Uh, how cannabis is able to help people get off some of these unbelievably addictive and toxic drugs, um, opioids, you know, Octocontin, Vicodin, fentanyl, all of these. You know, I, like I, you and I talked about it, earlier before the show started, I myself was a hardcore drug addict and, and I had to quit for 20 years before I could even think about touching uh, edible, but I'm glad I did because now that I have a fresh approach, I actually see the value and, you know, the benefit of this. What are some of the things that you would tell people out there who are struggling with these addictions about cannabis? You know, uh, I was a functioning alcoholic. I was a meth addict. Uh, Cannabis has helped me get off of both of those. I've had friends that uh, were addicted to oxycodone. And believe it or not, I mean, we're all amazed when you just start consuming this. It it gets rid of the desire. And Mm. when he started smoking uh, uh, cannabis, he never really had thought about trying to get off of the, off the painkillers. Right. And, and, uh, but it just kind of happened slowly. And when he noticed it, it's like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting off of these damn things. You know, they, they make me feel bad. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they affect it, you know, all kinds of aspects of his life. And he's not the only one. Uh, you know, it's, uh, and it works amazingly well for some people at some people it 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 doesn't affect uh and also the strains have a big a, a big uh, impact on you know how it's going to affect you and you know you might find an indica is just what you need and it, it's uh, decreasing your desire for uh you know for the fentanyl or for the uh oxycodone cotton right uh you know, it, 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 and again, we are such in a new place with all of this. We're just beginning to understand how it all works. Uh, right. I've got a friend that runs the marijuana maintenance program, uh, Joshua White. And what he does is he helps people grow their own medicine. And the idea is to help them to transition from the, uh, the, the drugs to cannabis. So right. you get to grow your own medicine and consume it. And it's a, it's kind of an all encompassing program where you get to you get to watch, you know, this, this happen. And then you, you get your medicine on top of it. So right. there's more and more programs like that, that are coming, coming out that are helping people. For sure. Well, we've certainly covered a lot tonight and we are at the one hour mark. Um, I would love to get you back on. Certainly. Know, as, as come, 
for sure. Yeah, anytime, Shadow. I, I, I love this. I, I would be happy to return. Well, certainly we'll be reaching out to you again. Um, and if for those of you that are watching or listening, if you want to check out any of his, uh, his links, they are in the description down below. They are the first set of links that you'll see. He has a website where you can find all of his product and services, and you can reach out to him there and purchase product there as well. And he also has a Facebook page where you can check out for updates and things like that. And also, don't forget to take a swing by his YouTube channel and check all of his podcasts and videos that he's got going on there. Uh, anything else you want to add to all that? Oh, oh right on. Uh, thank you so very much. Yeah, uh, stop by Master Rochi on Facebook. Give us a follow. Like and follow us on Rumble and, and YouTube. Uh, you know, that it really helps us out. As Shadow knows, uh, you know, those, mm -hmm. those follows and those likes, uh, you know, that's what helps drive drives us and allows us to, to come out and, and give good content uh, the way we do. So, you know, make sure. Yeah. And, and Shadow, maybe we can get you on a Thursday night and, uh, and vibe with you and talk about some, some of uh, some of the topics you would like to talk about. Not a problem. I'd be all for it. Right on, right on my friend. All right. Well, I'm going to put you in the back room and you just hang out there, hang out there for just a moment and I will close the show out and then we'll be able to talk about what happened from here and you know, what else I can do to help you out. Fantastic. So, all right. Well, thanks again for coming on. Everybody, this is Master Rochi. All right. Well, like I said, this has been a really cool show, informative. There's been a lot to talk about. And again, as you've heard him say, talk to your doctor, find out possible interaction, uh, and find out what works for you. And don't be afraid to do your own research. So with that, that'll be it for the show. As I always say with every show, be smart, be safe, and be kind to one another because you never know your kind action may be the one action that changes somebody's life. So until again, hopefully I will catch you under the streetlight. light.